Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. On the continent of Europe, it is said that the 21st of July 1969 was an important day in world history for two reasons. A man called Neil Armstrong walked on the moon and a man called Eddie Merckx won his first Tour de France. That's from David Walsh, The Agony and the Ecstasy. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know. Skip into that lovely cadence. Very much welcome to everybody here at 3CR. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show, a show about bicycles. Riding them, fixing them, loving, loving them. And every two weeks, Faith and I talk about them a lot. <laughs> Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. Oh, see, we could have stayed in England. Look what would have happened. A choice of two. A very good summation. We've got a bit of a show coming up. We'll touch on the sport that's going around at the moment. As of this weekend, a couple of important things. That prostate-pounding peloton is parked in Paris <laughs> now. And the Tour de Femme starts off today, I think. Yes. And we'll be touching on a couple of those issues. And a few other things local to Melbourne. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. A good ride in on this lovely... We've had a couple of lovely days. It was a lovely ride. It was... Um, it, it's a strange thing where uh, you you have a... You go through a cold patch where getting on the bike is this real... Um, that initial sort of thing you have to get through. And then you have a morning like today where it feels so mild in comparison that you're thinking, oh, spring here. I said spring. to somebody in the park, I said, <laughs> we have been spring before August, what's going on? Um, it has been 
lovely, mm. beautiful morning this morning, that low crescent moon sitting there. Yeah. It's been quite wonderful. And apparently I was reading the other day, we have had a few lovely red and sunsets and sunrise. A lot of that's from the uh, volcanic ash from Tonga. Oh, so that's why we've had those super spectacular. Yep. Wow, interesting. Volcanic pollution. There <clears> we go. <clears throat> There's a the, the the visuals that go with the end of the world as we know it. The apocalypse. Okay, you ready for the rapture, Faith? I know. <laughs> um, yes, we should. Uh, why don't we slide into a, a bike moment? Actually, before we slide into a bit of the news of what's going on. I'm pretty sure that was my bike moment, Val. Was it? <laughs> You're slide here. Sure. So, uh, oh, well. Um, look, I, um, I'll i share a bike moment. And um, it's um, one of those things. Um, look, I um, – it's second chance cycles. So, uh, part of my job is to try and educate people how to hang on to a tool – how to actually approach a, a nut or how do you disassemble a bike and which tools do you use? And more importantly, probably how do you use the tool? So um, you get a lot of times on bicycles where you're pushing one hand against the other and it depends how you set your hands up and where your hands are on the bike and where you put pressure on. And I always... Try to begin teaching this sort of um, approach to it is to getting the guys to work out how they would stand if they were had a really important um, shot on a snooker table. You know, get your feet properly balanced, make sure your body's turned in the right direction, take a bit of time to set up. And look, using a tool on a bicycle from 15mm spanners to 3mm Allen keys... If something slips, you can do some serious damage to yourself sometimes. You have plenty of bike mechanics with the tops off fingers. And it's just a matter of sometimes looking at it and making sure you're in the right place. Um, And one of those classic things is, you know, don't do what you say and what you teach other people. (laughs) And, um, look, I set myself up to try and unscrew something um, on, on the bike. Uh, the other day and I just I I knew exactly where my hands are they were all set up perfectly and of course um, tool slips and my cheekbones slam straight into the side of the bicycle oh. Oh, no. I've, I've, don't worry I haven't been scarred I've still got a Hollywood career coming up <laughs> um, but by jingos it bit me it gave me a fright and it just goes to show you even though you can set it up everything all right there, you really do have to be a bit careful sometimes. So that was my very non-zen moment with the uh, <laughs> a bottom bracket tool. Ow. Ow. I had to walk away. I was going to cry for yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's bone jarring. The bloke I was trying yeah. to teach. I realise now that actually I'm not getting my hands dirty ever again. It's just going to be verbal, um, <laughs> verbal instruction from now on in. Which is probably not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yes, well, my bike moment was very pleasant. Um, I can't compete on the uh, gruesome 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was waiting. I was hoping I'd get a lovely pike moment on the way in this morning, so I wouldn't have to use that. Oh, um, what are we up to next? A bit of um, news. Yeah, there's um, there's been a bit of so, news this week. Yeah. Um, I guess local, hyper local for us is uh, there was a left hand turn ban put in place at the intersection of Brunswick Street and Victoria Parade um, as part of those 100 kilometres of changes to bike routes that the Victorian government did. Yeah. Um, and that's been removed because um, apparently uh, cars were then choosing to use Napier Street, which is a priority bike route, yeah. so it's not the idea that you funnel cars down there. Um and instead, uh, at that intersection of Brunswick Street and Victoria Parade, uh, there will be more signage, more line markings and early start signals for cyclists, but only at the AM peak. Yeah. So it's um, it was an announcement received with a fair amount of cynicism. I think there's a, you know, if if there is more traffic using Napier Street, then, you know, I think there's some merit to it. But... What I did find really interesting is the extent of the cynicism with which it was received mm. because, um, you know, Richard Wynne made the announcement and followed it up saying the Andrews Labor government will take real action to protect cyclist safety because we're strong supporters of sustainable and active transport. And <laughs> shame Sorry, people I'll, can't I'm, see I'm, People face. can't see I'm rolling but my eyes. That is exactly, you know, this is what um, – it was the day after the DOT announced putting a hold on the Royal Parade, slightly protected bike lanes because the TWU are yeah. wondering how they'll make deliveries to the park. Um, there's been a – the Kerford Road project didn't go ahead. There's – even before the trial began, that was yep. pulled. There's there's a succession of things where, you know, I know in Moreland, protected bike lanes have been downgraded to paint yep. on routes on the road. Um, there's a succession of projects that don't go ahead and um, or are downgraded and watered down, and it's there doesn't seem to be certainly people don't seem to believe that commitment is there. It's, um, no. It was interesting. but And that's also a bit of news for if you use that Brunswick Street uh, um, and Victoria Parade intersection. So. Yeah. It's a shocker of an intersection. I hate that intersection with a passion, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we'll see how that pans out. Um, mm. But, yeah, and so, yeah, that was the other news. The Royal Parade paths put on hold that the City of Melbourne were due to do very, very soon. Um, and they didn't amount to a lot. No. You know, they would have been an improvement, but they didn't amount to no. anything um, wildly exciting. So, uh, yeah. This has become a bit of a transferable disease, isn't it? No. City of Port Phillip at a council meeting the other day with somebody wanting to put a be- yeah. put a stop to all the pop up bike lanes. Yeah, before the trials really, you know, yeah. within days of it even starting. Um, and another single councillor. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just have to. It's 
for those of us who watch it over the years, it, it does become a, there's a certain regularity to this, which is quite disappointing. And and it's if you watch it over these, you know, I guess this is another thing that creates that cynicism. You know, in Moreland, there was an announcement ahead of the last election about the completion of the upfield shared path to the ring yep. road, um, and that was going to be a shared path, and it was funded. Yeah. So it hasn't been done. No. And there was an announcement two weeks ago yeah. about the shared path to the ring road being yeah. done and, and another big announcement about something that's already been funded and not done for four years and, yeah. in, and instead of a shared path, it's now a shared zone um, in a street that has buses doing U-turns, uh, really large trucks that regularly visit the brickworks and a lot of um, industrial Traffic, yeah. so it's yeah, and and that sort of then colours the lens that people interpret all the news with. So we're going to get into a deep political question yeah. here because, <laughs> well, no, actually, listening to um, uh, the uh, talking about England on Democracy Now, uh, Boris Johnson, Scott Morrison, are very much run politics as in announcements, government by announcement. I mean, look at the 200 car yeah. parks promised. That's a classic example. And you and I both know that cycles were promised. How much did Dan Andrews promise? What is it, two elections ago? Mm. Never even get spent. And I mean, we all know that actually in our local area, there has been no consolidation and no improvement on through council bicycle ways. It's still a hodgepodge. There's no continuality to it or anything like that. And it's a really – people then forget about it. Yeah. And nobody's, nobody's going to get held to, to be responsible about that. So as one person's I – mean, you're an electioneer in prose – I mean in poetry and you govern in prose. But this is just chronic everywhere. Yeah. And, it, yeah, so it's, it's very hard to – and it's a difficult message to get across, referring to things that happened years ago and, and reiterating history. <laughs> well, as, as a conservative or the, yep. you know, as response is, oh, look, that was the past. We need to get over it and move <laughs> on. Yep. You know, don't worry. Don't make it retrospective. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, it, I know bicycles are not the most important thing in the world, but in a lot of ways they're the canary in the coal mine. Yeah, no, no, they're very significant for in a lot of Certainly for transport, for emissions and for health. They're, they're one of the most significant things. Yeah. And accessibility and equity is um, a big features um, for transport. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And let us not you know, forget that it might save us from choking ourselves to death. Yeah. Just on that, I came across a north huge figure the other day, a very funny figure. You know, if sports utility vehicles and four-wheel drives were a nation by themselves, they'd be number nine in the greenhouse gas emissions <laughs> <laughs> on the nation's list. Yeah, yeah. If you add up the greenhouse <laughs> gas emissions from four-wheel drives around the world, they sit at that between eighth and ninth on the list. Something, any, yeah. <laughs> more good news, more good moments? Um, well, some sad news. Yes. Uh Long-term listeners may remember in 2013 we had as a guest in the studio Iris Dixon. Um, 
who had been Iris Bent before her knowledge and um, an inductee into the Australian Cycling Hall of Fame and a wonderful guest, wonderful storyteller. Iris uh, started cycling in 1945. She won 16 Australian titles on the road and the track. She was crowned champion and champions three times at the Nationals including sweeping the 1951 titles. And the only reason she didn't win world championships or Olympic medals is because women weren't able to compete in those then. No. She was an exceptional cyclist um, and she unfortunately died on, I think, early Saturday morning at 91. Uh, yeah. um, an exceptional cyclist and a really cracking storyteller. It's... Um, we're hunting out the archive of that show oh, to share, yeah. but um, I remember her. <laughs> I remember it very well. <laughs> I remember her telling us how she, uh, her father was also a, uh, a cyclist with, I think, Brunswick Cycling Club, Club at the time. Yep. And he had a track bike. And yep. as was quite normal then, worked Saturday mornings. So she would take his track bike from the shed and go for a ride um, over to Mooney Ponds or Keylor on yeah. a, a track fixed bike with no brakes. And yeah. and when she got the bike back, um, she had always memorised the exact position of the pedals so that she could leave them the way he'd left it. Uh, but um, And he eventually became her trainer as she went through this stellar career from yeah. you know, a teenager. Um, and if my memory serves me correct, she stopped cycling when she got married as well. But then all the kids were – she was a force of nature at the local – at uh, the club, wasn't she? Yeah, and it was – I think her children were mostly grown up and, and she yeah. said her husband <laughs> said, you need to start riding again. <laughs> You're getting fat, which she agreed with. And – um Went on to win an astonishing uh, oh, right. number yeah. of uh, races in the Vet Masters uh, category. So, um, yeah, until a few years ago, she rode on uh, Wednesday mornings at the Golden Oldies at Preston Velodrome. Yep. Um, and there's some great photos of her there floating around. Uh, but a, oh, an amazing career and one that... Um, really includes a big part of the story is the exclusion of women from sport yeah. um the you know the when she started racing the women's league was working in conjunction with athletics leagues because the league of victorian women which was the precursor to cycling victoria wouldn't allow women to yeah. race and they had banned women racing since the 1890s when they'd first yeah. Women had first tried to race. So, you know, and that was 50 years later. She, that was still a big part of yeah. her career. And um, it still went on to affect women's cycling for many decades after that. Yeah. So, um, and you just imagine what she could have achieved in a different. Yeah. And a lot yeah, right. of other women exactly in those same categories when you look yeah. back at those times. I mean, I was looking at. The other day, women were banned from running the Boston Marathon up until the late mid-70s. Yes. You know, they actually, women had run in it 
and there'd be people on the side of the road who'd then spot them and pull them out. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, people say, oh, well, they've had these ideas about what it would do to women's bodies. A big part of the issue in cycling was that when women did race, their race, races were often shorter. Yeah. Um, they were more exciting and they they started attracting more advertising and that. I know they did in the States. And they got bigger crowds because you could watch the race around your working day. Yeah. Um, and that is not an insignificant factor in some of the decisions to ban women's sport at different times. It was the competition that <sighs> men's sport saw them as. <sighs> so, um, yeah, it's – I think it's – I was thinking last night as I watched the first stage of the Tour de France Femme, yep. um, Iris would have loved that that was happening yep. and loved to have seen it. Um, yep. A bit sad that she didn't get to see that yep. happen. But, um, yeah, she had a, a, a long and extraordinary and, uh, you know, absolutely very treasured and valued person um and a great contributor to yep. um, cycling in melbourne yeah listen we're going to take a quick break we'll be back straight after this to talk a little bit more about iris 3cr would like to thank our yarrabug program sponsor vacro's second chance cycles for their financial support second chance cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community if you have a healthcare card they'll give you a bike free of charge to find out more search for vacro online or drop into the underground car park harmsworth street collingwood any thursday or friday and talking about, unfortunately, Iris not seeing the start of the Tour de Fib. Just eight stages. Says, uh, they're just starting off gently, are they? <laughs> With the sprints on the Champs-Élysées. I don't, yeah. <laughs> oh, you talking, I mean, exactly what you were saying about the women's then, you know, making sure everything's smaller at the right time. Yeah. The women's only eight stages in the Tour de Femme, but it's a start, I presume, as what everybody's – we're all happy about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's – it is an issue that the uh, the women's teams are smaller. Um, yep. So you – you know, I think you have to tailor the first few issues of the race to – Yeah. Um. So that those teams can um, complete the event and do so strongly. You you don't want to end up seeing a decimated um, peloton. Ah, um, yeah. You know, and there's yeah. I think it's a great start. And one thing that was uh, great to note, it was commentated on a bit, was that it's not just that there are now these well developed women's teams, but there are sports directors and team directors who are women um, yep. in both the men's and women's peloton. So yep. um, that's also a really significant part of it yep. that it's, um, you know, that the decisions are being made um, by women and by women who know what the racing is like and um, having that self-determination in things uh it, and that was interestingly a big thing that was noted. 
going back <laughs> to 1895 um, when the first women's clubs were formed in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and Sarah Maddock commented that, you know, while there were some of the men's clubs allowed women members, it was important for women to have their own clubs because of that being able to make your own rules, make your own decisions yeah. and not have them made by someone else. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah. It was a really exciting race. Um, one, two Dutch uh, in first and second, Lorena Wiebes from Team DSM and Mariana Voss from Jumbo Visma came second. Uh. And my favourite, Lotta Kapeki. There we came go, third. Mariana. They're still going. Yes, yep. and... Uh, yeah, we've got a week to go. Um, yep. I think it'll it'll be a very exciting mm. week. And I think there, I see there are eight Australians riding in it. Eight Australians, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, and Jaco is one of the teams. Uh, did I see with somebody else? So I'm pretty sure I'm friends. Uh, yeah, eight days, 144 riders, 24 teams, eight Australians in amongst there. So it's uh, interesting that it's uh, – let's hope everything goes well and it doesn't become – I've got to say this year's tour was a bit of a crash bang in some cases, but best not said about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's looking – it's shaping up to be a great week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think um, – just when we mentioned Mariana Voss and we, we call her the greatest of all time. Yep. You know, that reminded me too of um, there is an amazing little poster with Iris Dixon on it uh, where she is called the world's greatest cyclist. Um, and I th- it was Sir Hubert Opperman who um, – uh referred to her as, you know, having done the most outstanding showing by a Victorian woman cyclist in history. Um, and Cole Caves of the Brisbane Sunday Mail called her the best women's track cyclist in the world today. So uh, another goat. There we go. <laughs> we raise that, dips our lids to you, Iris, if you're up there on that velodrome in heaven, I'm sure you're enjoying yourself. Yep. Yeah. Although I've got to say, we walked out of the studio after doing the show and I was riding what you'd probably describe as a hard rubbish bike. And Iris <laughs> looked at it and said to is that your bike? And, and some rainbow cables on it and a little bit. She was shocked that I would be riding it. I, I, I've got to say my estimation went straight downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, plummeted. And, uh, we should give a shout-out to... Um, President Joe Biden, who has his own bicycle moment a couple of weeks ago. Don't wear straps and clips. <laughs> <laughs> it was very... I haven't seen uh, toe straps and uh, uh, clips on a bike for, in America for a while. Not clip-ins. <laughs> so he got stuck in the, yeah, he got yeah, stuck in yeah. the strap. Poor young fella, um, unfortunately. Now, um, that's about all we've got time for this week. Um, next week, Chris will be along, um, and we'll be, I'm sure the uh, Tour de Femme will be nearly through, but not. Yep, it'll be finished. Um, 
And if anyone wants to read some more about Iris Dixon, there's a great article by Monique Hanley. I'll put a link to that in the podcast. Um, if you want to Google it, you can find it at Cycling Tips. Yeah. And I think we've had a bit of a problem. We can't dig up the old interview, but we will try. Yeah. 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 Trawl through the archives. Yes. But next up, a little bit Coming of, up next is... A, a bit of music with a she-bop. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. <laughs> 